the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and over. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should start this one off uh, the old-fashioned way, right? Like there that? We go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were like five minutes delayed last time. I guess it doesn't really matter as long as you get one in through the show. Yeah. But it is our like, you know, it's how we start, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny when I'm like trying to combine the audio with the video, I check for that because it's a spike in the audio. Like there's a spike in the wave. Oh, yeah. Just technical jargon. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. there's ways and people said, oh, you can just do this, blah, blah, blah. but how I do it, you know, I look for that spike and I line it up to like old fashioned style. I do a lot of things old fashioned. Yep. You know, I know there's the program and the this and it'll yeah, line it up. There's, and all qu- there's QuickBooks, bro. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I write all that. That's funny, dude. My account, Jantina, my account, man, she's like, Daniel, do you know there's app for this there's such an easier way <laughs> it's like not it's even on your phone i'm like no i need this book and it. i'm gonna come over there with a whole freaking can of receipts and we're gonna sit there for the four hours <laughs> yeah like a popcorn can <laughs> they're not even uh separated by months or anything it's no now like, i have because it oh, became okay. it became like a or like a six hour ordeal I'm like, I could be a little bit more prepared. Let me at least like organize these. She's like, here, let me start the clock. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm now I'm like, I well, why did, my by bill, the hour. why did my bill go up? And I was like, okay, this could be why. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 80. 80, wow. Eight zero, man. Yeah. I, know, I wrote it down. I'm like, it's, they're flying, dude. It's flying. Yeah, we've been saying it a lot, but I, it's still... Every time. It's like, yeah. Damn, yeah. Man. And you tell people, you're like, yeah, man, we got like, you know, 76 and we got 78 and we're now 80. And they're like, really? They're thinking, oh, yeah. They just think we do like one a month. Yeah. No. And it's like, nah, man. No, nah, we're, we're rolling with it. Um, we uh, <clears throat> hope you guys enjoyed Haley um, from me, uh, the Toyota, uh, Lady Owned Toyotas. Yeah, episode 79. Um, and I think the new merch. By the time this one comes out, we'll be here. We got like three different colors of shirts. We got three different colors of hoodies. We got new hats coming. Um, that's a really a good way to support us. Um, you know, we got to pay the bills. You know, it's not free to be in this. All the stuff isn't free. So we super, super are thankful for everyone that buys all the merch. Um, of course, all the uh, sponsors that are helping us. Um, you know, pay for this stuff. If you're just like a regular dude or regular lady and and you've just been listening um, week after week and you're like, hey, man, I want to support these guys a little bit, you can go to Patreon, um, yep. patreon.com. It's a way for you to just donate, you know, five bucks a month or whatever. And it just kind of comes out of your bank account and, and comes into our bank account, uh, which is nice. And, you know, some people do f- five bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you feel comfortable. And you can cancel at any time or just do a one time deal. Um, that's on Patreon. There is a separate thing um, on our website. It says Patreon, but when you click on it, it's actually Patron. I didn't know this. It's like a different thing, but it, it's all the oh. same. It's all oh. the same deal. It that just kind of goes through our uh, our distributor Podbean, um, mm-hmm. and so. But it all goes to the same to the same business account, and all that little stuff helps. You know, 
and we're trying to do more events and get back out there in the community and help people out and, and donate some of this money that we get towards other cool things that are going on, um, other projects and stuff like that. And uh, before we kind of get started on the topic tonight, I just kind of want to give people a little rundown of some of the upcoming guests we got. We've been booking. Mm. Um, we're always booking guests. We got some really, really cool ones coming up. We got the boys from Alaska Mint coming in. Mm. That's going to be really cool. Um, we got Peter Munich um, from uh, Stone Glacier. Oh, I'm um, really excited about that. Yep. He's a, yeah. uh, I think he's a Montana boy. Um, if you don't know him, he's Peter Pan- Panda on uh, Peter Panda, Peter Panda on uh, Instagram. He was one of the Stone Glacier rep guys. I'm not 100% sure. We'll get him on the show and ask him all about that. Um, he's a guide up here in Alaska. He hunts lions with dogs. Um, just all around, really, really, really cool dude. Just happened to run into him downtown um, one day and got him. Yeah, did he in. come by the 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 stand? Is that how? Uh, no, he was now? just out there waiting for his dad or something like that. And I just okay. spotted him and I was like, "Hey, you're the Stone Glacier guy." And he's like, "Yep." And we just started chatting it up. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, got him in here. Um, we got Craig and Brooke Pester from Total Truck and uh, Alaska Overlander coming in. Yeah, that'll be fun. One of our big sponsors. Um, come talk about all the cool things they got going on. Um, I'm excited about Alice uh, Quanic Glenn from Coffee and Quack podcast. Um, mm. She talks about um, native, um, native Alaska native life in urban settings. She lives in Anchorage now, but obviously she's grown up in. Um, in the village, I'm not sure we'll get to the bottom of Bro, all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she has a really, really, really cool uh, co- uh, podcast called Coffee and Quack. Yeah, man, I've listened. Um, I, I love it. Yeah, check that out. Um, and she, I think she has another one that she does, but that's like her main one. She's won lots of awards for that. She does a really excellent job um, doing that stuff. So shout out to uh, Cody Liska from Crude Mag and the Crude Crude Conversations podcast for kind of doing the link up on that. Um, and also then, then after that, we're going to have John Sturgeon, which I'm very excited about. He is the SCI, Alaska SCI president. He's also the Alaska wild sheep director. And he was the guy who won the, um, Supreme Court, Supreme Court case. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys remember back in the day, he like was crossing, he was on some hunt. I don't know exactly the details. I got to look it up a little bit more, but he was on the hunt with a hovercraft, and it was, like, illegal, but then he ended up taking it all the way to the Supreme Court, which he won the case. Um, so they had to, like, change a bunch of laws and stuff like that, and we'll get to the bottom of all that. He's got a really cool article in the Washington Post that you can check out. And then uh, we got Chris, uh, Kristen and Juliana from Soren Summit lined up as well, mm-hmm. um, and that'll lead us all the way into November. And we're still waiting to hear back from uh, um, some other folks. We got Arbor Digital going to come in and talk to us about, um, you know, crypto and all this crazy stuff that, like, you hear about, but you might not know what. Oh man, what I, it is. I'm actually like, yeah, super excited about that because I'm so anti. Don't trust. Have like old school. Like I'm like, nah, that shit ain't something real. But I know it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. But when I ask what it is, everybody has this like, well, I really don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. I'm like, but you have this money in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't it take like a big swan dive? Oh, big time. Is it yeah. is it kind of like working its way back up now or is it still kind of in the tank? I think it is working its way back up. You know that shit's going to swing. It all, all time, it all swings. I mean, that's, I mean the, the main stock market 
took a dive as well. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. that of course that is going to dive with it. Everything kind of dove yep. as, as housing market went up, actually that didn't dive. <laughs> um, that went way up. But some of those things as you know, you get older and you got a little extra money and you're trying to invest. It's, it's cool to get somebody in here. That's, you know, a lifelong Alaskan who's deep in that and their company is involved with that, with digital marketing and digital investments and, and traditional investments as well. Um, so that'll be a pretty cool conversation. Um, so as you guys have heard that the, we have these guests coming on, if you have any questions or if you have like a funny story, maybe you know one of these people, hit us up on Instagram or on the email or something like that with a question you might want to know um, or something that you're interested in, a topic that maybe we should bring up with any of these guests that we got coming up. Sweet. Yeah, and I see Jack is is uh, slated to join us. Yep, big Jack. For John's in October. Because um, yep. I, I, I was thinking about, I've been, you know, I've told you many stories about all hap patsy santoro my old buddy hardcore alaskan you know hunter been living here forever he knows uh john really well i got the full rundown on the supreme court deal on that whole how it all went down and man kudos to that dude for fighting that tooth and nail and and getting that approved but uh yeah that yeah. guy's interesting he's got a lot of stuff going on and they they're apparently they're pretty tight so i thought about bringing him in just to kind of you know, piggyback off and, but be nice to have Jackie back. He's, I know he's been yep. doing his thing and busy with business projects and stuff. So yeah, as like any other one, any other person that has a business, um, you know, staffing has been difficult and, mm. and through the summer mm -hmm. and people want to go have fun. And, and, you know, when, when you don't have somebody to work, you know, the guy who's the owner has to work. Yeah. Um, so that leads to that. And as you have young children and you're still trying to play a little bit, so it's all good. That's, that's just part of life. And, yeah. um, Jackie will be back and we'll be happy to have him back. Yeah. Um, sure. we also have some f cool photographers coming up that I'm talking to. Um, we have some, yeah, I have four or five that are just waiting to lock in dates. I think it's been tough cause getting out and reaching out to folks during hunting season, they don't want to make any commitments. Yeah. And obviously everybody has date sets and things that they're doing, but you know, I think like most of us, we get back from these long hunting stretches and we got a lot of adjusting, uh, you know, back to like the grind to do yeah. with kids and other things that we have going on. So kind of feels like no one wants to commit to anything until like November, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty good in our, in our case, because then our <laughs> guest openings are, are pushing into that month right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And October, I, I think like October is mm -hmm. finally you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Now it's like, let's prep for winter. And yeah, and I'm stoked that John's coming on the 4th because I leave for a fog neck on the 8th. So I'll get oh, to be okay. there for that, which I didn't want, did not want to miss that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll <clears throat> be a good one. Man, the hunting season's flying by. Um, me and Jack went on our, uh, on our sheep hunt, and it just seems like from all the feedback from uh, buddies and, and, you know, friends that we have, guide friends. It's and been quiet. And pilots and stuff like that. It just doesn't. It just seems like the numbers they haven't been seeing the legal ones out there. Nope. I mean, we went back to a, a the same area we went last year where we didn't see a soul. We didn't see any evidence of any people. Um, we saw lots of rams that were really close last year, and we had high hopes to mm -hmm. go back in there and and find some of the ones that we thought. This year they got to be legal. Yeah, you know, they'd have made and, it. And some that we saw at a distance that we thought were already legal, and and you know, with more time and and a little bit more uh, 
um, experience in the area. Yeah, logistical on, uh, preparation. Yeah, and how to get in there and all that stuff. But, man, we ran into two groups, man. Yeah, that was kind of crazy you which, said that. Yeah. Which, which is crazy. It's, it's, it's a bit disheartening when you do that. Um, uh, truth be told, we did see them before we got to exactly where we wanted to hunt. Um, and they had said that they were just coming out of where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they all they saw was sublegals. It didn't deter us, of course. We're yeah, like, no, we're already loaded. Not. We're already got the yeah. packs loaded, and we're going to go in there. And you know, we decided that well, we just got to work harder. We got to push yeah. harder. Mm-hmm. And we we worked. We worked. We checked every nook. We checked every cranny. We climbed up every every possible uh, bowl that was available. And um, it wasn't for a lack of a uh, of effort, that's for sure. Yeah, no, you guys put it in. Yeah, and my knees can attest to that. Yeah, finally <laughs> starting to come around, come back. Oh, around. I feel good now. Yeah, yeah, I feel good now. It takes a couple, four or five days for that to. Yeah, I feel good now. But um, it's yeah. You guys had good weather. Yeah, we had good weather. There was yeah. one day. We, there was one day when we got um, we got uh, rained in. It was just like. I mean, rain's rain's fine. Like I don't mind jumping out there in the rain, but when the yeah. clouds are just covering, you know, three fourths of the mountains, you can't see. Much. You can't see anything. There's no point in going up there. You're not going to be able to see anything. It's a little dangerous if you're hiking around in in those clouds. So I actually didn't mind because I think that was like day four or five, and and I was ready for a rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I woke up and heard that rain. I was like, oh yeah, keep coming. Come on, don't stop. <laughs> Just don't go too high. So I, you know, sketchy crossing the creeks and stuff, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that was a concern. That mm-hmm. was a concern. Um, we, I mean, it was, we had some, we had some, some parts in there that were a little bit sketchy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the rivers did, did come up a little bit and we had to cross some of those and, and that's always, you know, scary. Um, but we didn't, we didn't see, we didn't see any bears didn't see any moose. Saw a lot of evidence of that. Um, but all in all, we saw lots of rams. We saw, I want to say, 11 rams. Mm. Um, three were pretty close. One was really, really close, but just not close enough. Um, I just saw um, Tyler Tyler Friel's, um, uh post the other day, and, and he's like, well, I just went on a 14-day, 70-mile hike. <laughs> <laughs> That's covering some ground, man. Yeah, seventy I mean, miles. Yeah, that's just that's just how it goes. And he even posted like a picture of um, the ram that you know he was probably watching for a while, trying to make, make legal, make him legal, yeah. make him legal, and you just you just can't, you know. And that's actually one of the toughest things to do, you know, especially as not only an experienced hunter but as like a new person into sheep hunting, having the um, having the ability to just realize that it's not legal yeah, and not doing it. Most of the time, you know, your gut kind of tells you right away, but then you like, you made it so far back. I haven't seen a sheep in days. Like I got to do everything possible yeah, to find rings, to get them to go full curl to, you know, and then you're not, you're playing mind games. Yeah. You're and then, qu- you're, then you're second guessing and questioning. Your, oh, I mean, it just turns dude. into this like internal battle. Oh, there was this one curly cue man. He had like 
He was with this other one that was pretty heavy, and the heavy one is going to be a really nice ram. Yeah, in that like was a couple the, years. The frontal photo that you showed me. Yeah. Oh man, his bases are gnarly. Yeah, he's going to be a good yeah. um, thirty-eight, you know, thirty-eight inch. Be a big boy. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. but he was with uh, like a curly Q one. That's like, you know, what that means is like it's kind of going like straight out. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, cur- like curling down, curl. instead of yeah. going down deep and curling up, it's going more like out, like a corkscrew kind of style. Yep. So he was really close. And we actually went another day because we saw him kind of at a at a better level. You know, when you're eyeing these sheep, you, you know, you want to be at the same level as they are. If you're looking from below, you're looking from above, you're not going to get the right angle to see if it's a full curl. Yep. Um. So we knew, because we got really close, we knew he wasn't, uh, we couldn't, you don't want to count the rings, but you still look at the rings, you know, we counted, and I could get seven or six, and definitely not eight. Yeah. Um, but we're like, well, sometimes some of those ones aren't eight years old, but they're full mm-hmm. grow because they have like a crazy like curly cue deal going on. So we wanted to get another closer look at him, and we did, and, and just determined that he wasn't, he wasn't the one. So yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you guys didn't, you know, didn't hold anything back. You went for it. You knew last year you didn't go as far as you thought. This time you made it deeper, and I think even deeper. Even deeper. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think we went as far as you the could go. Was, the effort was there. Yeah, you we know, definitely the, went to as far as I thought that we could go. Um, within your time. Within our time. Mm-hmm. I think there might have been one last push we could have did kind of beyond that glacier um but you know who knows yeah yeah who knows yeah you guys were fully convicted in your approach yeah this year and uh i was proud of you guys man and i i thought you guys were gonna come out with a ram i was like oh yeah they're gonna they're gonna get one this year not not to that i like you know uh jinxed it i just felt like with all the information you shared and not necessarily location or anything like that, but just the area, we looked at the weather, you know, you were like, man, this feels good. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, if you guys make it in there. And I, it's a lot of the same, Daniel. Um, not a lot of success rate going on this season. Not at all, man. Pretty even, quiet. Yeah, not at all. Even know? even I was looking at Peter's um his uh, Instagram and he w- he was out guiding and they didn't mm-hmm. get a legal one. Oh and, really? Yeah. And then you got guys like you know Tyler who's been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many Rams he's got under his belt? Yeah. And then you know Jake the pilot and he knew a couple guys that got one. But I think there's a difference between flying into somewhere and being dropped off where you're the only ones versus something that you can access. Mm-hmm. somewhat by the road. Yeah. I mean, all those places are just, you're going to run into somebody. You're mm-hmm. going to run into some other person. Someone else has already been in there. We didn't go on the opener. These other guys we ran into did, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't get one. Yep. So it's, I was bummed. I was, I was excited because we went last year and I don't know if I mentioned this before. There was this one Ram that I had titled Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the really non-typical, weird kind of like. Yeah, he he had a um, one regular regular um, horn that did the, the, the normal, normal curl, yeah. and then he had one that went like straight out, 
like a demon, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And it curved, it didn't, it curved down like up towards his neck, up towards his neck like uh-huh. his jaw. Yeah. And eventually it was going to go into his jaw. Yeah. And I was just excited just to find him. You know, just to get yeah, a, get, get a better, eyes back on get him. Back, eyes back on him, get a video of him, get a mm-hmm. better picture of him. And I was bummed that I didn't, I didn't see him, you know, I didn't see him at all. You were looking and looking and looking. Huh? Man, I was just <laughs> hoping to see him, man. I even started singing songs. I was like singing that song, um, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, <laughs> whatever that song is. I don't know uh-huh. if it, but I would just. 60 song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just, that song, like as I was hiking, you know. Anyone that's gone hunting with me, um, I I sing a lot of songs. Yeah, pretty animated. I make a lot of songs. I make a lot of jokes. I think it's important to be lighthearted, and I think it's 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 important to have fun and be joking around and and say funny things. And because you yeah, know, a lot of times you're up. just yeah, lighten the mood. A lot of times mm-hmm. you're 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 facing a six seven mile hike in the rain, or especially after you've gone up to a certain area, and you just know that that day's done. Yeah, and all you have you, left is you like turned over rock. There's nothing here. The trudge back to the TP, back to the camp. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm start singing some songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> telling some jokes. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to do it. So I mean, all in all, that's that's just part of it, man. That's just part of it. It it makes me really want to now go on, get dropped off somewhere. Yeah. Well, if it's any means anything or makes you feel better. I talked to Eric, and he talked to a guy. He's been getting out the last couple of years doing fly-ins, and um, this year, wherever he got dropped, of course, he didn't indicate. Um, not that it mattered, because he had there was four other camps out there. Where he got dropped off? Yeah. Oh so there was God. guys skylined all over the fucking place. Oh, jeez. So they got in there, and they're like, okay, there's a group. We're going to go further. Oh, there's another group. Push back. Three, four valleys in. Skyline groups. And they ended up all <clears throat> finding an area to hunt, and they're they all you know um, they found sheep, just not legal ones. Yeah. So they still did the did the deed. They just you know I was like, well, that would have been kind of shitty to get flown in thinking. Yeah, like, man, you, know, you get flown and in. And I get think- that you could run into somebody still, if especially if an outfitter's kind of dropping guys in kind of a specific area. But but to see multiple camps and skylining guys, I mean, it's just it can be a little discouraging when you know. Yeah, big. There's time, extra dude. pressure out there, you know. I'd be pissed, man. Yeah, I'd be mad, especially if it's the same same pilot dropping <coughs> three. I mean, I thought up. I was really hoping it wasn't just a guy that was just dropping everybody off in the same spot. And oh, good luck, boys. Yeah, I would think they would I, be like, well, I there's another group here. You might want to go. That, yeah, I don't want to believe that. Like, that, it could be multiple taking people's money that way. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, you, you're hearing most uh, results are no harvests, great hunting trips, great stories. You know, great groups of people going out and doing it, people getting together, hunting together for the first time, and their experiences, which is all really what it's all about. And we can talk about that till we're blue in the face, right? The experience, you know, the what what everything that goes into it, the soul searching, the 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 beauty of a backpack hunt mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's been a pretty quiet season um you know we did our run before you guys eric and i went in oh, did we go opening day second day after i think we went the 11th or 12th um you know our trip was uh <coughs> our trip was you know four or five days really short um 
weather was definitely on our side for the initial part. And uh, going in and looking up in some of the areas where you'd normally see some critters running around, it was pretty pretty bare. I was like, hmm, all right. Last year I saw sheep here and there and there and there, and they weren't shooters or nothing. But, um, but I guess our maybe – well, that's coming out, I should say. When I was going in, I couldn't see a whole lot of anything because it was getting dark. Mm. Um, as you know, our trip turned into a rescue mission. Um, ended up taking some parts in for uh, Mountain Division, Chad Arntz. <clears throat> Every time I get going, I want to get all phlegmy here. Uh, ended up, you know, I, I think it was uh, 77 or 78 we were recording. I got the text from Chad. Oh, yeah. He's like, sure, yeah, you yeah. want to come back here, man? I uh, blew a ball joint out, and I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. So his buddy Jeremy rounded up parts, a torch, you know, hammer, all the stuff that he needed. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, he uh, didn't have to convince me much to go and rescue a buddy. You know what I mean? And and get a guy out. Oh, I'll be damned if I'm going to like, oh, sorry, man, can't make it. I got my own sheep hunt to go do. And then go right past them. I mean, I think that's you know, not the Alaska way, man. It's not the Alaska way, man. You don't 100% because yeah. there's going to be a point where you're the guy that needs help. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. been there. I'm sure you've been there. Oh, man. Multiple you're, times. You're, <laughs> even if it's a, uh, you know, a bearing goes out on your trailer and you're in the middle of who knows where yeah. and on and the road. <laughs> on the road and yeah. you're going to need to leave that thing there and have someone else come. And so it, you know, it's the Alaskan way to stop and help, even if you have to alter your entire plan, you know what I'm yeah. saying, which sucks. Yeah, I mean, it was a bummer. We had our heart set on our logistics, and we lost a whole day doing it. And, uh, you know, Chad was obviously very grateful and thankful for it. You know, we made it in that night. It didn't have, didn't didn't go without its own drama. You know, blew a sidewall out in the tire on the way in. Yeah, what did you did you hit a rock or something? Yeah, man. I mean, like there was crazy like sharp rock or dude, something. There was so many sketchy, you know, logistical challenges that were involved in that night's ride in. Yeah, and then I'm like a mile and a half from Chad, and it's like right before dark, and I just caught a sharp rock sticking out of the in the good clean trail, like in the woods where there's like not a lot of rocks and boulders. I had gotten away from the creek, mm -hmm. and it was just a. You know, a random rock about the size of that cup right there sticking out, and just the one sharp edge caught the sidewall just right. Oh, and just dragged, just, just sliced it. I mean, just instant. I mean, right off. Did the it dam. puncture or did it just like slice it? Oh no, it was a it was a puncture, like a gouge about the size of a nickel. Okay, just punched a hole in it. And you had plugs and all that. Yeah, so I carry you know a pretty awesome toolkit that's got pretty much everything you need in emergencies and yeah. So it got dark. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock by that time. Yeah, close to 1045, I think. So I get my toolbox out. I had to, you know, unload the back of the machine, get to the toolkit. We were thinking it was like screwed. It came off the bead. Mm. So once the tire, if, for the listeners, what that means is if you look at a tire on a car, the, the rim and tire are sealed. So when you deflate a tire all the way flat and you can separate it from the rim, you've now broken the seed where the rim and tire so you can take a flat tire as long as it's beaded to the rim mm -hmm. and put air in it and then reinflate the tire and you're good to go well this one came disconnected from the edge so now that's that seal's broken yeah and i, I mean from my experience like you're screwed unless you've got an air compressor or mm -hmm. a way to really you know really get some air pressure in there to 
inflate the tire enough to get it tight. To get that pressure on the yes. edge. So I basically, I think we stuck five or six plugs in, which if anybody knows about a tire plug, it's a black strip that's a, maybe about the diameter of a straw. <clears throat> like a Do they make thicker straw? ones? I don't know. Because I, I went and I bought some would. before, um, now that I got the, I mean, I always kept some on me. But I went looking and and I bought a little kit that had like you know ten plugs and the and the little thing and the cleaner and the little plug. Yeah, like a plug. slime kit with the little T bar and the whole thing. Yeah, yep. it's not slime; it was something else. Um, but I got to thinking, I was like, why don't they sell like thicker ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a typical, you know, a, a a hole in the tire, not the sidewall where the tread is. You're just dealing with like a pinhole or a, yeah, a nail or a screw or something where you can just plug one well, in there. Yeah. And you're good. But you get a gash. Well, I got a gouge that's this diameter of a nickel. Yeah. And I got a hole in the side. So I'm like, I mean, it wasn't, it was that big if you like opened it, but it was, the rubber was just gouged. Okay. And, okay. and so the sidewall was like flapped open, but there was still like material of rubber that was like, you know, puckered up. You gotcha. know what I mean? So we ended up uh, <clears throat> sticking five uh, plugs in the side of this thing. And, uh, well, four at the time, four. And I have a brand new air pump that I just purchased. I burned up my last one on another tire tobacco on a meat wagon two years before that. Got this new little air pump, little guy. And I'm like, actually, well, let's just try, man. I mean, what else can we do? I'm like, because we're, we're going to be stuck here camped. Like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, now I got to get this thing off the trail, set up camp. The next day, hike the tools and the parts to Chad. He's now got to... I'm, you. I'm thinking and his hunt almost <laughs> yeah to go back into town to get me a tire and then bring it out to me so you know what i mean i was like yeah. it's gonna be just a, a horrendous you couldn't call me no. i was already headed out mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah i mean i, I could have started making some more calls and like getting people to come out to get the gear out and then just coming out with to my wheeler later but anyway so i'm thinking like worst case scenario and eric's just like well let's just try it i'm like all right man let's do it so I end up moving it forward. Um, now the rim is like, and tires like all jacked up. But I get it to where it like tilts up. So now the left front tire is like airborne. And so we can like work on it some more. So we get our headlights out, throw four or five plugs in there, throw that little air pump on there. And that thing's badass, dude. It's like Which pumping. kind is it? It's a slime brand. Okay, I have that one. That thing pumps, black. dude. I, I yeah. was like, holy shit, tiny dude. Thing is like, I was like, it's damn, like, I, called it, I called it a little Hercules, man. It just thing just... Yeah. Started ripping and then uh so we grabbed the tire on the backside, both of us, and Eric's a really strong dude. And so he grabs like the side and I grab the top and bottom and we're just like pulling that tire to the now we're pulling it toward us. Mm -hmm. So it's seating on the back on the rim and then like sealing on the front, but we're just relying purely on the pump. Like we've sealed it, but we need the air to like pressurize, pressurize inside. And all of a sudden it's like five pounds, ten pounds. 12 pounds. I'm like, dude, it's it's filling. Like, keep holding. So we're just like three or four minutes where we're like shaking like all of our strength trying to hold the tire because you don't want to let go and let it like yeah. we gained all this ground, you know, and then all of a sudden, man, 15 pounds, 18 pounds, and it finally hits like 22. Pop. Seeds it. Seal. Wow. And man, we stop, jump up, hug, high five, like, fuck yeah, we got a chance. And now we're just hoping that the whole is going to seal. Gonna hold, yeah. So I have a little bit of hand washing soap in a kit. So I get some water, throw it on there and it starts bubbling. So, so you know, so the air out. is coming out right there. I'm like, all right, so let's throw one more in, 
trim the plugs and then it has a little rubber cement kit that it comes with. Mm. And just so happened we had the torch, right, with the toolkit from for the ball joint repair. So I get I get uh the rubber cement on there, you know, get a rubber glove on and just smear that shit all over it. And uh is so Is that to just like create another little like it's like glue, barrier, glue, like a little layer. Yeah, okay. it's like glue to like fill the gaps and the little gaps that where air might be able to come through. Yeah. So you know the plugs are all in there, but they're not, and they're you know squeezing tighter and tighter and tighter. But there's always going to be a little pressure and air that can try to come out. So I just stuffed all that rubber cement around the edge, and essentially it was almost like taking Gorilla Glue and just gluing the whole thing all up, and just taking my thumb and smearing it all over. So mm-hmm. every nook and cranny is now filled with the material. He grabs that torch, man, and just starts, like, fires it up and just starts, you Waving know. Waving it out. Yeah, you know, he's five, or now, ten inches or more away, and he's just applying heat, man. Got that rubber cement to cure up like that, and uh, threw 12 pounds in it, held it like a champ, back on the trail. We're like, fuck, dude, we got lucky right there, right? Now, by this time, it's, like, midnight. Did someone say also you could do alcohol or something? <clears throat> Did someone say something like that? Uh, Chad was saying something about putting fuel, a drop of fuel in the unscrew the valve. And somebody's going to listen to this and be like, are you in Chad? And I'm like, dude, you motherfucker. You, you unscrew the valve and then throw a little fuel in there and then light it. And then it'll create a combustion and then inflate okay. and seed the tire. Oh, okay. That That's... That's, that's above my pay grade, so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> I, I'd like to see it, though. I can say YouTube it and look at it. But anyway, we're going, we're going long into this tire repair. So we finally get to chat at like 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. He's still got a fire going. Gabe had passed out. And uh, I'm like, all right, man, let's get the tent up. And he's like, oh, no, I mean, he's got that big-ass Teton wall tent out there. I'm like, coming damn, bro, you got, the, you got the big one. And he's like, no, man, just throw your cots up in here, and and you guys can crash in the tent. I'm like, oh, man, dude, that's so cool because now we don't got to set up camp, and we can just do minimal teardown of our gear and get it yeah, in there. And, yeah. and we're like, man, are you sure, man? Because I ain't never, like, I've met Gabe once. But like just shaking hands, like we met at the Sheep Foundation banquet, right? Mm, yeah, you know, a couple which, times. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like quick yeah. chat, you know, not get to know each other type stuff. And I'm like, man, now me and Eric's like, you know, the two worst snoring men that you can sleep in a tent with, <laughs> Diesel One and Diesel Two. You and Eric, yeah, we're like the worst. Uh, <laughs> so are you sure you want to let us sleep in there, man? Because like we're gonna like honk you boys out of here. Anyway, so we crashed in there and woke up the next morning. And Gabe wakes up, like, "What's up, man? Morning." And he's like, "So did you sleep?" And he's like, "Yeah, man. Snoring was no big deal." <laughs> uh, so we had coffee and, and got you know got Chad. He got up early, got his ball joint repaired. Didn't need any of our help, man. He woke up and he's like, "You guys waiting for the sheep to die of old age?" And we're like, "Oh man, is there something out there?" <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, man. He's like side by side's done." And I'm like, "Oh shit. Okay, cool. Let's get." Let's get going here and pack up. So we had coffee and beautiful morning and had some chow. Anyway, we get get back on the trail and it's like, well, I don't know if we should just pack up and go back out and go to where we were going to go or just stay here at this point. Because, I mean, it was a hell of a run. It was like 24 miles, you know, pretty long ride and a lot of shit go through on the way back. So uh, he's like, well, I'm going to go up in here and, uh, you know, if you guys – cool man just just hunt this area and i'm like you know what man i think i'll just do that 
we're here. We can go in a little further, get up, set up base camp, and we can just start hunting today, right yeah, now. Don't waste another day getting out of there. Yeah, because then I had a whole day before I could even maybe get to where I wanted to go to start hunting, if not the next morning. Yeah. By the time I got in and hiked up and the whole thing, right? So I'm like, all right, man. And they had spotted some sheep the day before. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just get up in this area and go check it out. And so we, after one or two more really, really questionable crossings, um, I had gone as far as I was going to go, as far as my comfort level. Yeah. Um, and that was further than I normally go. I mean, it was only because there was Chad and his his machine, and then I had Eric with me, and so I had an office by myself. I'd have never done that. But just the fact I had because he and I ended up getting messed up on a hill. He had to actually drag me up and finish, and so that's mm. when I knew I was like, oh, once I start needing help. Yeah. that's a problem because we you know this was supposed to just be me and him in one machine with like not trying shit that was going to need another machine yeah to pull you up or out you know so anyway we get up there and we set up base camp and we're like all right man we got a lot of good daylight run up there find some nice sheep right out of the gate and uh really really enthusiastic about that get some get the glass on them there's five total ones like borderline he's really close and uh we get to watching him for a while. He can't full curl him, but we thought, well, if we could get him, get a closer look tomorrow and get the glass on him, maybe we can get some rings or just just watch him anyway. And uh, yeah, it wasn't an hour later that four monster caribou came rolling up over the skyline and blew him out of the bowl. Sheep hunt done. Oh, yep. So we hung out. For cool to day. see, but sucks. Oh, it was am- <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. They were they were super beautiful bulls. Three of them were definitely like trophy class size you know bez and you know beams and and their their gougers and their shovels were just they're all velveted out big white manes i mean just the most beautiful mountain caribou you could possibly you know want speaking Um, of that i got mine still waiting for you to oh the redo the retouch yeah the retouch yeah no that's try that's true i thought about that yeah i got a, a lot of projects to finish Ira, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> well, you like, got his bison? He's like, I got a spot for that bison, man. I was like, yep, those horns are coming off this week. Oh, he's got his new house out there, yeah, man. I got the horns off does. as far as I got. Yeah, do bison. Mine can wait. Yeah, oh, he's got a, I got his caribou, too. <laughs> oh, well, and I just saw on Instagram, he got another caribou. So I was like, ooh, Ira, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> Might want to get somebody that's actually got some time. <laughs> But well, yeah. October, October, November's coming. That's like yeah, the yeah. taxidermy days. Yep, yep. Get the boiler out and get the pots out and get it going. But yeah, long story short, man, we are short story long. Um, yeah, those 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 rams blew out and we watched uh, those caribou for a bit and then we crashed out for one more night, spiked out up there, hoping another. We just checked two other bulls because we were kind of limited. And then uh, it was pretty cool though. I got a hold of Chad finally. Uh, was it like a Saturday or Friday night? Um, I was trying to get a hold of them all day on the inReach, man. Hey, how you guys doing? Because we kept checking in with each other and just nothing, nothing, nothing. Eric's like, they got a ram. They got a ram. I'm like, yeah, but he would still like check in. Mm-hmm. Well, he forgot his inReach at the tent oh, when he went up that day. That's critical. Yeah. So I was like, damn, Chad, that's, you know, for last year was your ammo. This year was your inReach. Like, yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty prepared dude, so. Yeah. Uh, but, no, they, they ended up going up that day. Uh, they got Gabe a nice um, full curl ram. Um, you know, got him out of there, and the next day they came out. We had just missed him as we were coming down to our base camp as they went by. Gabe was nice enough to throw four really tasty, 
you know, handcraft Alaska brewer or Anchorage brewery, uh, rather Anchorage brewery beers in there for us. Uh, it was a little, that's such know, a nice place, man. I was, prize. I went up there the other day with the, with, with Alexia and, and Nick. <clears throat> yeah, it's a fun, that's a fun brewery, man. Yeah, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. Did you guys sit up top on the roof? No, it was raining. So okay. we stayed inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I love that place. It's cool. all the little fire, you know, gas fire pit. Yeah, he, he, I think he needs like a cover or something. Yeah, because it yeah. gets a little tight in there. Because it was like oh. Friday. You oh, know. sure. Yeah, everyone's there, but you can't really go outside because it's raining. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a, I don't know, umbrella or something. Yeah, like a canopy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was very gracious about the whole thing. You know, going in and altering our hunt to help Chad, which basically helped him. And, you know, they got a, they end up getting a sheep out of it, which, you know, as we talked about before, there hasn't been a huge success rate on at least a lot of the folks in network that we know. Yeah. And uh, so it was, for me, I was very proud to be part of it in the big picture as far as like. Well, it's like you guys helping were part a homie of that, and Yeah, helping yeah. a homie and getting him back out on the trail. And then they got to continue their hunt. And we basically salvaged our hunt out of it too. And we had in my opinion, success. I mean, we didn't harvest a sheep, but we got on one. I mean, that, that could, yeah, have, no, that could yeah. have been legal and then we would have got a sheep and then we would be having a different conversation about a, about that level of success. But And Eric, just being close. Oh, man. Like, just being close yeah. to, to sheep is just an amazing yeah. feeling. And we could have, had that been a legal ram, we, where we were at and where they were at, if we had worked out a little harder, we would have gotten shooting range and yep. all that. I mean, it was just... Um, Everything was lined up except the ram wasn't legal. And I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that all day long. I didn't lose any sleep over that. You know, Eric was excited about maybe getting a sheep, and I was dead set on getting him one. That was the plan. Um, but you know what? He had never done it before, and he got to go through the process of, you know, throwing everything in a pack and packing enough food for a day or two. And Yeah, how did his gears work out? Really good. He did really good. Yeah, I think... It, the only thing he was lacking was like really good insulation, puffy insulation, but it really wasn't that cold though. So, <laughs> so he lucked out, Yeah, you know, cause I had gotten all lofted out that last Did he night not get, up end there. up getting the one he was going to buy? Mm, was he looking um, at the Sitka one? He may have ordered one, but it I wasn't there in time. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, but. And he didn't end up going with Cisco's. No, he did not. He did not no, okay. he didn't want to go that route. He didn't but have the was, hood, right? Is that what the problem was? The one he had was like a, yeah, he's got like a Kelvin down, but it doesn't have a hood on it, which he took it. And he was fine, man. He Eric, Eric's tough, dude, and he doesn't get cold easy. So, But his pack was great. That brand new, um, I think, was, did he get the Western Mountain? Or no, no he I got Feathered Friends um, yeah, 15 bag. Oh, that thing's badass, dude. Yeah. But yeah, you know, he'd never stayed in the teepee and on the ground and the whole thing. And, you know, yeah. it was like. Same with Jack, man. He had never stayed in the teepee and all that. Yeah, yeah. So we built built it all up and got it all in there and he was kind of like you know watching the process and he's like okay okay and we crashed out in there and it was uncomfortable it was comfortable and you know he has a nice new air pad and so it was just fun for him to get to play with all of his stuff yeah the stoves and he's done that before but you know the stove and the food and going and you know foraging for water and you know just the whole thing you know yeah. it's like he now he could have definitely done a sheep hunt without my guidance uh, in that moment, but it definitely was helpful to just, you know, pick my brain. Hey man, what are you going to bring up 
to, to, you know, for those two nights, you know, what are, what are you going to do for socks? What are you doing for, yeah, you know, this layer and that layer? And, you know, and so I was just like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this in my pocket and blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, anyway, we got out of there. Uh, we ended up deciding to bag it one day early, which was kind of, you know, something you don't usually do on a sheep hunt. You usually run that thing down to the wire. But there was a gnarly storm that was coming in out of the north. You know, it was coming right at us, and I'm like, man, we can like stick it out. out of there. Yeah, and I was kind of worried about water coming up, and and it just so happened that the next day was his anniversary. So, jeez, oh, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I was like, man, yeah. we got this thing tight. Bro. <laughs> yeah, that made the decision. Yeah, easy. so we ended up getting back home uh, Saturday <laughs> oh, night, man. and uh, uh, I thought it was funny, man, how like to wake up that morning at you know 6,500 feet you know, looking around for sheep and then, you know, later that night to be in bed, um, just from one extreme to the, to the other. other, just full comfort. Yeah. And then we, sh- we get to his house and he opens the garage door and his wife and kids are like, what are you doing here? Oh. What are you doing here? <laughs> they thought it'd be and back. It's like, next it's a long time. story. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it was good. I, I, I got no complaints, man. I, I, I didn't have a lot of time and we made the best of it. Chad and Gabe got a Ram. I was so proud of them and, and all that. And we got home safe beat the shit on my wheeler a little bit and you know yeah. got that all fixed but well as as no regrets man as no the Raskins and local boys i mean we can't we don't have room to complain dude like we can just go and just go do a sheep hunt like these guys yeah. that plan this stuff their entire life to come up here and spend thousands thousands of dollars yeah. for a hunt to do for a hunt and then the same or thing, one every five years same thing whatever. happens and they yeah. don't get one it's like we're like oh okay well we'll be back next year these yeah, guys can't I mean, I even was I was even contemplating like going again. Yeah, like I'm gonna just go next just, weekend. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I could do it again, you know. And it's was a great thought while you're out there, and you get home, and you're like, oh yeah, man, I got you know hockey and like, in the <laughs> fair, and there's all this stuff going on. <laughs> it ain't happening, but um, I got no regrets. It was a great season, and I wanted to say too, what when we're what was we cover the subject, you know, it's it's kind of funny. It's easy for for folks to believe to some degree like we're pigeonholed under our podcast for hunting and we've said this multiple times in the past we're talking about this exclusively today because it's the season this is what we're passionate about it's what we love however i don't want folks to feel like this is all this podcast is about this is just one little piece of what you know the subjects that we like to cover and talk about but in the current moment given that i think today's august 30th as we record yeah yeah, August 30th was recorded, and we're, you know, we're 20 days into the sheep hunting season, caribou hunting season. This is the teeth of it, and so if you're listening to us this time of year, typically we're going to be talking about our hunts yep. and our experiences, and I know some folks are going to like that. Some folks are not going to be all that interested, so sorry if it's not your thing, but... Um, we got some cool people coming. Yeah, we do, and it's just, this is cool stuff because every year is different. Every experience is different. And uh, it's just really fun, like sharing it and hearing myself talk about it, hearing you talk about it. It's it's so much fun, man. Yeah, I love it. Well, I think you part know, of it too like, is like this is like the first time it. maybe the listeners are listening to it, but me and you have talked about it. Yeah, and, really, and you know, several times. Yes, been around other people. We've told the story, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit different to you know give it to all the people Cheer that the are world. listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It is funny before the show. Now we're talking. <laughs> We're like, oh, I'm going on tomorrow, man. I'm like barely ready. I'm like, oh man, I'm supposed to leave Thursday. I push mine to Friday. 
It's just shit's down to the wire, dude. It's, uh, I, don't, man, I, can't, I don't know why. I've known year, about these dates. Yes, I can't seem to get around this. For seven months, at least. At least. Well, since February. Hey, I still wait till the last day to get everything ready. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's not for me, and I'm doing the same thing as I'm getting down to the wire, and we've got a lot of equipment that's going into our, our, our hunt, not to mention, as I said before, we're like on the fringe of, you know, inking the deal on another Argo with, as our, with our group. And uh, let's get back to that after the break. Oh, yeah. Get into that. Yeah, you want to get. And I got a funny, a funny other little. Uh, okay, yeah, go we'll for right it. Back. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. So in the 1980s, when I was in elementary school, the late 80s, okay, um, rubber cement was a school supply. So like Elmer's glue? Yeah. Now it's Elmer's glue. Okay. Now it's Elmer's glue sticks. Like uh-huh. they don't even really like them using the the, the, the white the glue. Actual, yeah. What about the, the in the squeeze? That's what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. Now it's all like with the with the um the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less But anyway, messy. back in the eighties, rubber cement was one of the uh school supplies. So Wait, as a that kid, was with the brush on. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you guys had on the? Because you got me thinking about it when you're talking about the rubber cement, and I was like, mm-hmm. I I envisioned that bottle with the orange cap, 
<laughs> that you would unscrew and, and it, it, and the it had the little in brush in there. <laughs> right? Is that what you guys had? No. Okay. No. Now it's just like tube? It was a tube. Okay. Yeah. It was like a tube like... Like the like a tube of uh, neosporin, yeah, type that size. I, I, I'm gonna tell you the story, and then just I want you afterward on with the story. It got, just got me thinking, like, what are some things that on an ATV trip that mm. you always bring? Oh, okay. Like as far as a kit, because as I'm getting ready, I mean, I always, I've gone on a lot of ATV trips, but I'm all, I'm not the handy mandy guy. Yeah, like I always bring someone that knows more than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who yeah. has all the whatever. Mm-hmm. So as I'm telling the story, I just kind of think about that because I want to know mm-hmm. as I'm prepping or as other people are prepping yeah. um, for their trips, like what are some things that you feel like you got to have? Got it. <clears throat> so we would, um, we everyone used to sit in desks. Now in elementary schools, it's all like groups and you're in tables and shared tables and stuff like that. Um so we all used to have our own desk, you know, and you had the little hole under there and you put all your books and stuff. Yeah. <coughs> we would take that rubber cement and we would lay, we would cover the entire surface of the desk with it. Hmm. Okay. It dries really quick. So you do like, you, you, you put it on there, of course, when the teacher's not looking or she's up there at the desk or whatever, you'd put it on there and then you would roll it. It would let it harden just enough so you could start rolling it up. Okay. And you start to create a ball. Yeah. A rubber ball. Okay. And so then it became a thing, like who could make the biggest rubber cement ball? Because one bottle would make like the size of like a gumball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After all said and done. Because it dries, it hardens, you roll it, you roll it, you roll it. And then you would just get another bottle. You know what I'm saying? Your buddies or you tell your mom you ran out yeah <clears throat> and i i can't believe that that was a school supply because you just get high like just smelling that thing oh, it's yeah. just, well, just that, straight i think that became a problem that, that's probably why it's not on yeah. the list yeah. anymore <laughs> bunch of kids out here sn- sniffing, sniffing rubbers of yeah often yeah, not good yeah so then you would just continue that process until eventually i had a ball that was like the size of like a tennis ball and that was like the prize possession that of rubber. the school year, dude. <laughs> that was like, that was your ball. And you couldn't let the teacher find it. And it was just nasty and like oh, brown. Oh, yeah, started getting dirty. Dirty. And it like it just picks <clears throat> up. Drop it on the, the carpet Yeah, a couple it just times, picks up yeah. dirt and stuff like that. But that, that thing just got me thinking about that rubber cement, that rubber cement deal. Brought back that memory. Yeah. Now, before you go into the four-wheeler thing, I had mm-hmm. another question. Yeah. Um, I had one of the... Um, on the teepee, uh, one of the DAC stakes that comes with it mm-hmm. pop out because I didn't put rocks. Yeah, I, I forgot. We forgot to mention this on the on the shelter shelter me no, show. We made a, I think we made a comment on it about putting the rocks if, down. If you can't get a good bite into the soil, which yes. on, you're up in the mountains and the rocks, you, a lot of times you're just or if it's soft because we were yeah. in like in a soft area at one point, kind of tundry. <clears throat> Oh, and, yeah. and you did dig it in there. You want to be. You want to put some rocks on top of it because mm-hmm. a gust came and like f- flipped and like I lost one of them. I need to go see Kevin and get some more. But oh, did you not bring spares? <laughs> I did. Oh, okay. I, I I had my stone glacier tent there, mm-hmm. and those used the same stakes. But it okay. got me thinking to when we would go. You 
brought different kind of steaks. I brought I brought just some extra. Do you use those DAC ones or do you use mm-hmm. the ones that are like an L? I use the the, the, the DAC ones, that, ones that have the little hook on them. The little tiny ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about like they're they have like three splines? Yes. And no. No. I I have. You have the long ones like this long. Right I have the a hook. L. That oh, a little hook. Well, on not the L, but it's the but the hook. Yeah. The hook. Yeah. It looks like an. So like, like the TP comes. The black diamond comes with its own hooked ones. Those least, yours came with those. Yeah. Okay, because the new ones don't. The new oh, ones come with the little the, stone glacier ones. The, the little DAC oh, the, ones. You wrap around the edge, or or you hook the the string at the bottom to the like the little beveled. Yeah, I wouldn't say the bottom. It's at the top when you're pushing. That's down. what I meant. Yeah. But there's a hole there. Mm. Oh, and you can slip it through. You can, which I didn't do, which I should have did, because then it would it, it would have popped it, but it wouldn't have flew. It would've, it would've I couldn't find on. it because you're just it was yeah, in the brush. And oh, gotcha. So we found all of them, but one. Well, I only mm-hmm. lost three, but I lost Damn. one. I lost one. I, I mean, it, like a gust, like it, out of nowhere, like forty mile an hour, just just yeah. came roaring down the valley, and just Smack and it. I happened to be up getting water. Oh, okay. <clears> and I think sleeping. Jack was like, "No, we weren't sleeping. Good thing." Good thing yeah. happened in the day. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I would have sucked Before it started raining or something. Mm-hmm. So it just got me thinking, like, I remembered that you had different. Yeah, I, I have, like, a. Now, I have those. I have yeah. those that used to come with my Sierra Designs tent. Alexia's Sierra yeah. Designs tent mm-hmm. has those same exact they're all, they're all ones. kind of the same, yeah. But those are longer, and I like the hooky, the hook yeah, on it. Yeah, I just buy the Kelty brand. They're, like, orange. Mm-hmm. And you can buy, like, a six-pack, or you can buy them singular. And That's I what just, you use now? Well, no, those are my spares. So I have the main five that come with the teepee that are going to secure the teepee, and then I have four extras. Number one, to make a lean-to or just for extra cover if we need to cover meat or something like okay, that. Okay, these right here. Okay, those orange ones. Yeah, Yep. Okay. exactly. I yeah. see, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are the ones that you're talking about. Okay, so Sierra Designs, the old ones are like that, but they're just aluminum. They're not. They're not. Um, they're aluminum too. Those are aluminum. They're not painted, is what I mean. No, no. Those ones are kind of nice, and they're just easier to find on the ground. That's why I like the bright orange. So you okay. Can see them. Okay, so on these, um, you're talking about those like MSR minis right there. Like um, that. they're yes, yes. They're like it's that. Got that little, yeah. It's got the spines with the little. Now I didn't know. Well, I do know. I just haven't done it yet. Is to put the string in there, okay? So it looks like that. To put to put a little bit of uh, string in that thing, so you could pull it out easy. Yeah, that's the main reason why those are even there. Because once you pound them in with a rock, good luck getting them out, right? Yeah, like how do you get it out? That's that's how. Yeah. Well, and if you can get one out with the hook style, you can flip it over and use the hook. Yes, that's yes, that's a hot tip. Yeah, because I do that all the time with the Cabela's guide. Yeah, yeah, use the hook as, and then you can pull on the actual stake. Or steak. like, and with that stake, if you got the string and it's like in there really, really tight. Like I've had stakes where I've like pounded them, in, pounded them in, and like they must have like buried into like a root or something. Like so, it went in like a nail. It was like, mm. so I could not get it out. Yeah, like I've had to actually like bury a stake like take a rock and pound it and bend it and break it and then like smash on it more and like bury it because i couldn't get that stake out all the way and i didn't want to stick it out for the next guy to come put his knee into her foot or yeah you know or sleep on or whatever you know 
Look in, at this. In, in Look a, at that yeah. one. This dude stuck it in a tree, like in a little cut. <laughs> yeah, I see. He didn't have to punch it in very deep. But he just found what worked, you know, in the area that he's at. That's probably his only flat spot. <clears throat> yeah, those are nice and light. I, I do wish they, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you guys kind of gave me shit about the extra stuff. And I, and I bring those extra poles or the extra stakes. But no, just, I definitely just, will bring just for that stakes. reason, though, is like if, if something gets lost or misplaced or. I don't know if I like I these or the other ones better. I think it'd be good to have both. Like so, maybe these are your base, your main, your main ones, and the other and ones you have for like the pullouts. Three, you know, four, four okay, so this or is I like this. Yeah, these these have like larger. I didn't know there was small, medium, and large. Oh no, either did I. I've always been just kind of, I guess, familiar with the smaller ones because they're lighter. So you're just gonna bring the little ones. Yeah, well, the ones that come with it. Like I'd love know? to buy that kit right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder is. which is the ones that come with probably the small. Yeah, I wonder if they're in, like, your spec sheet or something with the stakes. Usually it doesn't say, like, any specifics on those, but. um, Well, anyway, that just got me wondering <clears throat> yeah. about the other stakes. And yeah, I those Kelty ones are money because they're really cheap and they're good quality and they don't weigh anything. And they even come with, like, a little bag so they can be consolidated. And then I just stick them with my, like, little utility like bag that I, I have that's got my Leatherman, those, paracord, electrical tape. What's the sticks that patches. come with your marmot? Uh, they are the curved ones, same. Pretty same as the Kelty? Yeah, almost the same ones. almost thought they were Kelty ones. Mm. Same exact ones there. I mean, those are really light too. I like that they're mm. a little bit longer. Yeah, I like the the curve because then you can then you can pull it out easy too. Yeah, I mean, and then just, you can kind of mash it in there and put something good on top of yeah, it. Yeah, there's just a you know a couple different good positive you know features to that side. But yeah, those other ones are nice because they're just small. I mean, you're trying to cut weight and go light. You see yeah. why you go with that? Yeah. Just you know tie the string on. And, but you know what, man? That's like the whole thing. Like you you can go hunting for ten years backpack. Or camping, just back, just backpack expedition style trips, and learn something new every single time. Sometimes about equipment you've used forever, like stakes. It was like not until you lost one, you were like, "Oh shit, man! I should have like an extra one or two of these." <laughs> yeah, dude. Good thing I had You're the like, other time. Nah, man, I got this bitch down to you know fifty-seven pounds six ounces. Can't bring extra stakes. Yeah, you, you might be you might be fifty nine pounds. Oh man, you could bend that thing easy too. Um, you know, I just think it's just one of those things where it could make or break a shelter, and you don't want to compromise that. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the end of the hunt. You know, well, you so, make something work, but <clears throat> yeah, it just got me thinking about the stakes thing, and and it's on my. I keep a major to do list or just a reminder list, and it's on my thing. To yeah, go, you can go reference see back to Kevin, it. and I just curious like, mm -hmm. is there something else? Do you remember the first year we got a sheep with Cisco and I had that tent or uh, I'm sorry, we were in the teepee, but I had that uh, tarp, that Noah's tarp. It's mm -hmm, like a the nine, brown one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that night it pissed rain, man, bad. And we had nowhere to like hang the sheep or keep it out of the weather. Oh, I mean, we kept it under We, we could have just put it under a tarp or whatever, but we built a lean-to and we stuck it under there. So we put the one tarp we had down on the ground on the sand. Then we use our... Um Trekking poles. Yeah. yeah. And we built that lean to, and then we were able to keep airflow, you know, access to the meat so you could roll it and flip it because, you know, we had it laying down on the ground. Because if you remember, that was all bone in. 
we didn't debone that sheep. That was all in the bones. So, which I th- I think was great. It was great to rig- let the meat rig up and and yeah. I thought the meat quality was better that way. But um, yeah, we built that lean to, and it pissed rain that night, and and that meat was bone dry. That was a muskox night. That was muskox night. That's oh, right. woolly mammoth came walking through. <laughs> <laughs> he almost got shot. Yeah. <laughs> He was a little too close. Oh, good thing we didn't. Have. And so conveniently, like the silhouette size of a grizzly bear. <laughs> like, uh, jeez. Yeah, that was crazy. I, that we, we, I think we shared a story about that here a few episodes ago. Yeah. And like the fear, that that like, that little that moment there where it was almost kind of like froze froze you. Like, yeah. It's one thing to be like bear right there, but it was like six feet away. It was yeah, like really, right really, there. really, really close. Could damn near touch it, you know, and that was well. That's that why was it was sketchy. raining; we couldn't hear him, and yep. it was kind of mossy there. He hadn't mm-hmm. hit the rock. Yeah, so he was just quiet, and he literally didn't through. give a fuck. He was like right next to the tent or the teepee. He just walked by. Yeah, <laughs> made a few grunts. <laughs> just stared us down with those devil red eyes at night <laughs> with the fire <laughs> fireballs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you had asked about the, the ATV must-haves, man. Um so tire repair kit and air pump. We were checked okay. that box earlier in the conversation. That's that's a must. And this isn't like some high tech expensive shit, people. All right. The pump is like twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. You can get it literally at Walmart or Fred Myers. Or Shucks or AutoZone Napa, wherever, man. You can mm-hmm. just get them anywhere. Um slime a slime bottle would be good. And that's really emergency where you can actually like Stick it in the valve stem and then squeeze the green slime juice into the tire and it'll go in the tire and then it expands mm. and then seals it from the inside. But that's kind of a that's that you don't want to do that unless you have like no other way of sealing a tire. Mm-hmm. Or the blowout is so catastrophic that you need that material in there. Because once you do that, in order to fix it or whatever, you gotta break the rim off the bead seal and then like carve that shit out of there. Mm. My brother said that's the worst. You might as well just get a whole new tire. Yeah, I mean, and usually if it was damaged that bad, you need a new tire anyway, right? So a slime kit, so slime tire repair kit. Now, does that little slime, is that going to do it, that little bottle? Mm. Because I know that you have that slime has that kit. Yeah, and I got like a bottle like this. Okay, like that. Okay. I don't know about the little one. I bring the one that can like do a car tire. Okay. So so my toolkit for my ATV adventures is also like my roadside toolkit. Like it's just, mm. it's for like pulling a tire off the truck or the trailer on the highway or plugging a tire or I got, you know, I got crowbars and, and little slow sledgehammers. I got a little torch. I've got, you know, um, half inch breaker bar and the different size sockets. And like, so I'm ready to do stuff on the, in the field on the truck, vehicle or trailer or on the trail. Mm, so it's like it. it's combo you know what i mean maybe you need some stuff for the boat or maybe i need some stuff for the truck or the trailer for or whatever so You're carrying a bearing for the trailer no no, no I, that would be a good one though i just check them a lot and keep them we had a up. grease we had a grease um grease gun jack's dad one of them was getting warm oh and luckily mm-hmm. had the bearing buddy on there and he's able to grease it up and it just got me thinking like man i don't carry Grease yeah, I mean, you should like just that. grease your bearings up before you go. Yeah, at least every couple of trips. I mean, I bring it with me in the truck in case because it's you know not only my towing a trailer, but you know Phil's towing a trailer and Eric's towing a trailer, and now we're running down the highway with three, maybe four trailers. It's like there's a lot of room for error there. Yeah, 
you know, along with a floor jack and, you know, you know, Eric's got the nice big. He brings three, the actual big he floor jack? He brings a three-ton three, three ton jack. Nice. So we have flat or some shit. He just, like, rolls that shit out of the trailer. Yeah. Instead of digging breaker out the bar. Oh, yeah, no. with the car. He even brings now, like, a battery-powered uh, impact gun. So it's just, like, boo, 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 boo. Mm. It's just, like, straight NASCAR to change a tire for us. You know, we're just not screwing around. Uh, I would think that mm-hmm. you're, because I bring us kind of off topic, but I bring the Sawzall. Oh, that's good I don't too. Really ever talked about this. Like, yeah, yeah we got uh, that. Um, when you go on a hunt and you're doing a big game, you're doing a moose, you're doing a caribou. I'm d- not taking on a sheep hunt, but when you're somewhere, you're ATV in and you're able to ride up to the thing. I bring the sawzall to like you know sever some of the things, sever yeah, the, the neck ribs. and sever the ribs mm-hmm. off and all that stuff in some of these quick. areas where you got to get it off. But that makes sense to just bring in the truck. Yeah, it's just one box that just it's like. It's yeah. in the truck, and then it goes from the truck to the meat wagon or the truck to the four wheeler, and mm. it just gets brought, yeah, some way. And then when we run in for moose, we'll put the box on the top of the meat wagon, next to the water jugs and the fuel jugs, so that that's it's all I got to do is just pop a strap, and I can crack it open, and then we can get to. A couple years ago, we're running down the trail, and I'm looking at the meat wagon on the left rear tire, and it's like it's doing this, and I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, stop. And we stop, and I'm like, man, that left rear tire looks like it's about to fall off. And Bruce is like, oh, I just took that thing in and got it resealed, and I didn't tighten the lug nuts. Ugh. So Did it warp it out? No. No, I caught it. I just I caught it just in time as it was coming loose. We lost a lug nut, so we were running that trailer with just three lug nuts instead of four, which it was fine. Didn't, you know. <laughs> Dude, one time? That's, you know, but I mean, just, you know, if, <laughs> it's that kind of shit to have the tools. That quick and easily accessible, I grabbed a uh, breaker bar, the socket. It was all right on top, pop, 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 and tighten it up, and we were back on the trail in five minutes. Yeah. It's worth it, you know. But one, <laughs> one time? One time, man, and my old, <clears throat> my first car was a 92 runner. We covered this with Haley, but. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to have a buddy, or actually it was his dad who was a mechanic, like a family mechanic, and his son was like, you know, going to take over the business. And he was a great mechanic as well. But I had took the truck to him one time, the forerunner, and he had to do something where he took the tire off. <clears throat> and he didn't tighten the fucking thing up again. I'm oh. driving down International, okay, going from Arctic towards the airport. I'm almost to the bridge that goes over Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And my entire back driver's side... Just falls to the ground, doosh, and I, I'm like, right on oh the brake my drum. goodness! I'm just like, doosh. I'm like swerving almost to the bridge, and I look to the left, and I just see my tire flying right past you, like 50 miles an hour, dude, just flying down the road. I'm like, oh my, you know, I break, and I like, I'm able to like pull over before I get to the bridge, and I'm just watching this tire. Just f- going like 50 oh, miles, stop, 50 dude. miles an hour, crosses the bridge. And then I see it start turning. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And it went right between where there's like the, um, when you come off the off ramp and you're going to go in. <laughs> and it hit the the grass beam that, that's in the middle of the road there. The between median. The median. And just Flies. flew in the sky, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know, man, how. Boom. <laughs> and then I see it land. Boom. Bounces. And then a car is like swerving because it goes into the other lane. And just, and the car swerves, and then the tire just, like, disappears, and I'm just, like, 
so amazed holy. it didn't cause more damage oh, or hurt dude, anybody. I, like, I could have killed somebody. Oh, totally. I could have killed man. myself, you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, for one. Yeah. I call this dude. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, my, maybe I. Maybe I didn't tighten forgot, it. Yeah, well, no the, shit, you didn't tighten forgot it. Forgot to torque those things yeah, down. Yeah, no, and I could have almost died. You know. Yeah. And someone else could have almost died. This. Oh, that can be like such a catastrophic, like scenario that it can create. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, and a lot of times too, like what it'll do is the tire will come off, and then your car rolls on it. So like you're you're driving, do, 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 tire works its way off, and then the car like goes over it. So then the tire smashes your quarter panel. So it, like bends the metal on behind the wheel and yeah. the, the panel right there. So just, you know, now you're done damaging your car too, you know, if it doesn't come off. And it's crazy how more often times than not that it just disconnects from the lug nuts or the lugs on, and, and, the, and the studs and just, and it just rolls <laughs> same speed that you were just going. Oh my you're God. You're like dude. sitting there and it goes rolling by you. Yeah, like, that, dude. It like comes flying good. by. Like, I'm like, obviously I was in a full panic mode. And I see the tire rolling by, I'm like, oh, that's not good. No. I know no. what happened. You can't do nothing about it. No. Just watch just it. Just watch it. Just watch it almost kill someone. But yeah, that that's a, you know, tire repair kit. Um, let's see here. Uh, another really, really, really critical kind of like day, like one deal. Um, Toe strap. Yeah, I bring, a, I was going to say a four-way. But that's more like for more automotive use, where you get the the four star four way that has a different oh, oh, size. Oh, oh that you know, whole for, thing. Yeah, I don't bring that on like a four wheeler trip, but I do have, like I said, a breaker bar with the different applicable socket sizes specific for mm. like. So I'll check. Okay, this four wheeler has this millimeter socket for the wheels mm -hmm. the meat wagon has this millimeter socket for that. Those. and i just have like the specific sizes that i need yeah and i've torn my four-wheeler apart enough to know like okay i need a 10 mil a 12 a 13 a 17 a 19 a 21 you know crescent wrench um but the tire repair kit the pump um one really 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 important thing that i think is i like those like little fold-up shovels yes fold down Every once yeah, in a while, like you gotta do some. Yeah, style. every once in a while, you gotta do some digging. Yeah, to get something out. Um, toe strap, toe strap. Yeah, I mean, it sucks packing a toe strap because you're almost kind of writing a negative story. Yeah, you when you throw it, that dude. thing in there, and you're like, oh man, hope we don't have to use this. But <laughs> I mean, you never know; it could come in handy for you, a buddy, or somebody else on the trail that's screwed. Yeah, you know, and you might end up towing somebody out that's yeah. not your buddy, and you know, you're trying to get them home to yeah. their family, so. Yeah, just a couple of brief things there. I think um, probably tire repair kit. I'd, I'd, there it is. It's probably the most important thing because, man, you you blow a tire, you're just done. If you don't have no way to repair it. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, you're in a rough spot right there. That's why you got to have those. Yeah. So if you don't have one, go pick one up tomorrow. I got one. Okay. And they're yeah. not really hard. Like I've always carried one. On I've back. had to use it's it once on the buddy, on Rogers. Yeah. His something, his something went out his his old rhino or something and i i had the kit yep and they're cheap time. and it's nothing and they sell it oh, anywhere. Yeah. yeah they're everywhere and they are yeah. cheap exactly but i like the slime big bottle idea mm -hmm. um i think yeah, i just good. have the littler one which is probably not enough i had the bottle that once i seated that bead on that um tire you know i thought well worst case scenario i will throw this bottle on there and squirt it in there 
Yeah. If I can't get the cement. So I didn't know that that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I just, I never had to use it. So you just stick it right into the, the little, um, the valve stem, the valve stem and mm-hmm. squeeze. Yeah. Um, Jack brought, which I thought was pretty ingenious, um, which you can buy pretty cheaply online. He brought a extra synthetic winch line. Oh, wow. Which could be used for multiple things. So his winch is cable or he has the synthetic on his four-wheeler? His is cable and mine is cable. Mm. My other machines is synthetic. That's the new-new. That's what the... But he brought that, which is super strong and long. Mm-hmm. And we, our thought was like, well, if we get in a pinch and we have to cross a river or something, yeah, we can use that because it's strong. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know pull a guy across or whatever. But then I thought about it, too, because I've snapped, I've snapped a, um, a wire one before. Oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not like the synthetic. You can just tie a knot in yeah. it. Yeah, and then yeah, patch done. it up. <laughs> it's like done after you do that. You, you know? can tie that in a knot. You can. But it's not recommended. No, but definitely not if it's gloves. like you're already way out and it <laughs> yeah, snapped because it's yeah. going to roll up in there like yeah. that. So I was like, I, I wonder, I've never had to change one out. Yeah. I wonder how easy that is or whatever. It kind of sucks, yeah, because when you unspool it all the way, it feeds through uh, like the cylinder. There's a hole. Oh, it, it does. Goes it through, goes through and then, uh, latches in the back. Yep, and then you roll it up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like on the synthetic, it's like a knot on the back. And you just okay. Up. In fact, on the side, but it's side, small and it's light and it's it was no, like a good a really, perfect little rope. That's a good idea. You know? Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I haven't thought about that. Not to mention, you could even like jerry rig a knot in between to patch a broken, another broken synthetic. Yeah, if you're good with knots. Yeah. You can tie one of those. I forget that knot where you can kind of tie it together. Where it just the kinda, tie tie a lot knot. <laughs> as Scotty P says, I don't know a lot of knots, so I just tie a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am intrigued with not like I'll go on. Oh, I have a not book, dude. No, I like to watch it on like Instagram. Book. If there's anything pops up and some dude's doing a knot, he's like, it's the boo 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 knot. And I'm just watching. I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. I could use this for this or that. And then I just scroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep swiping. I know I do like the fisherman's knot and then yeah. like a noose and then a lot knot. <laughs> Most popular, <laughs> the a lot. No, they hold. <laughs> they, <laughs> they hold. might. They might not come out, but <laughs> it's there. It's a one and done. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good. <laughs> the a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. Gotta be prepared, man. You gotta be prepared, and and if you do it enough, it's just a matter of time before you have a breakdown or or something. You know, like what Chad, about oil? I got oil in my thing. That's that, I've been in many a times where I'm like sunk it and like you're gonna have to yeah. drain the whole thing. Yeah, I've had man, I remember going into a moose camp one year and there was a spark group of guys. plugs. Yeah, they had like they had an they each had an oil change kit. Yeah. Per guy. So they were actually dropping oil. Uh and and then they had a fresh oil change kit. So like they ran through all the water that they ran through got to camp and then changed the oil on all their machines. Of course, they... they oh, ent- expecting that it's going to get in there. Yeah, like they just Whoa. brought the extra oil and then so they got to camp, changed the oil. You know, they brought a small drain pan and then they would, you know, drain it, 
new filter, throw the new oil they in. packed it in, then, packed it out? Yeah, packed it in, packed it out. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, wow, man, I've, all this time I've been riding, and I, I, wow, this is what you're supposed to do. And I was pretty young. Yeah. Getting back into the hunting game after my, like, te- teens and early 20s, and I started getting my, you know, shit together and saving money and being able to go do it again. Um, And I thought, wow, that's how it's, like, really done. And then I'm like, fuck that. I'm not. Nah, like I'm not, I'm not hauling in, you know, That's quartz of oil and in a, in a filter and nothing. I mean, good for the dudes that are doing it. You maintenance in your stuff. You're taking care of your gear. I mean, that's great. I, I personally just get my shit service once a year. I check the oil every time Yeah, and I, and I go, I mean, I don't sit there and I'm like, but I, I, you haven't been in a situation like I have where you did a crossing you should have done. And then your, yeah. your whole thing's milky. Mm-hmm. It's like, you better change it depending yeah, on how far you're out, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I have had it happen, and we just towed the machine out. We just didn't have the oil to change it. Okay. Or we were just took the chance and ran it. You know what I mean? Mm. It was just milky. Yeah. <laughs> old Suzuki Quad Runner, she keep, she's fine. She's <laughs> been milky before. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, old Honda <laughs> Foreman. <laughs> a little water and oil ain't no big deal. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good one, man. If you got the capacity and the ability to bring... Um, Bring that. That's a good one. Um, one thing of my kid is a little WD-40 can. It's mm. A little mini can. Yeah. For greasing stuff, you're trying to break bolts loose or, you know, you just need to get some sort of lubrication on a chain or just some moving part. Yeah. That's you a know, good it's one. just enough to kind of get you get you through. Um, you know, that's a nice little thing that in my kit. I mean, we can go through my whole tool kit. And like, I got a pretty awesome tool. In fact, I should really inventory it and we should share it. Yeah. To give some some guys that maybe just thinking about getting into the game, because you see a lot of folks jump on a wheeler and just hit the trail and they just don't have anything. And you're like, man, you're really just trusting that nothing's gonna break. Yeah. <laughs> and and well, I think there's happen. also and, a limit to it. Like, I mean, what are you gonna bring bearings and a new axle mm, and all? Mm, like, mm. you go if you're how, Chad, how, you are. You're gonna bring three you belts, gonna an axle, <laughs> everything but a ball joint. <laughs> He told like Dave, he's like, I got a fix for everything, but not this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's like, like I don't have a press so at some point. It's a torch. It's a lot. I was like, man, well, now you're going to bring a ball joint. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I think now. he ended up replacing two ball joints just to make sure the other one was good. Then I think he had a bolt come out of one of his shocks on the way back out. And it's because his rig was leaning weird. I forgot about that part. Oh, okay, so on you know, his yeah. way out, he's like, man, this thing's like not right. Gabe, jump out and check this thing. You know, suspension's collapsed on one side. One of the bolts came out of the uh, top of the shock, and it come out. So he ended up pulling a bolt out of his like his roll cage somewhere and something that kind of matched. Yeah, and he was able to get it out. And I was like, man, he had some like, you know, just like all those like crazy adventures you go do, and and you don't have a lot of issues, and then you have one that's just like one thing after the other. Yeah. You know, and you, you just learn how to get prepared. I think you break enough shit and go through enough stuff. You just start learning, like, okay, I need to bring extra stuff. I mean, yeah. bringing extra bearings and axles. If you're in the side-by-side game, it's pretty common to carry axles and belts and, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Especially the guys that got them all modded out and they're all nasty. But there's, you know, got to have some shit. I keep duct tape. Oh, that's definitely in there. Yeah. <laughs> Duct tape can fix a lot of things. Good for a lot of things. Yeah. I think I used one year. Remember the year when we went back with uh, um, Nick Holbrook? Yes. To, to the glacier? Yeah. 
and he's running that 570 razor and just like oh yeah jumping and i think he was like at least you know he was a trisket shy of 350 for sure <laughs> and <laughs> and i was like man he i feel like he's gonna break something in that thing he's a big boy dude <laughs> sure enough he did oh man he grenaded that shock through the the it broke the mountain and through the floor and all that oh yeah and then all you assholes pe- peeled off and left us because you guys had a hockey tournament game that night so me and cisco <laughs> had to like help limp that thing out what all the we way left because oh, yeah, you and tournament? josh you guys all bailed man took off well we're not the guys that know how to fix it no anyway. i mean you guys had the wives on the back of the wheelers too so i was like yeah no, did no, we win we can the do here i don't remember yeah we won the tournament I hope so. Nick, we won the tournament. You I better think. have. Uh, well, <laughs> This is for Nick's shock. Well, because, you know, Cisco's really prepared, too. Oh, He's got Cisco, a lot of tools and all that like stuff. That's like the main dude I like to go yeah, with. Yeah, if you break he, something, you want him to help you. He has it, and he knows what to do with it. Right. Like me, that's I could have thing. all the tools, and I don't know what the fuck to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm not sure how to. Yeah. But I think everything down to my saw, my breaker bar, my torch, the WD-40, bailing wire, duct tape, um, I mean, I almost went through everything in that tool kit, and so did Cisco and his shit to finally get his razor out that night. Yeah, like, it was like, damn, good thing we like brought above and beyond the normal tool kit because, like, had we not, this thing was like spending the night out here, and you know, some other, some local boy would have went out there and put a match to that bitch and burned it to the ground yeah, for sure. But, well, if you're listening and you think of something that maybe uh, is highly important or you found that we should have in the kit or someone else should have in the I'd kit, I'd love to hear it. Definitely mm-hmm. let us know. I'd love to like, hear Just it. pause the show right now. <laughs> get go. on Instagram take or Facebook or notes. whatever and just be like, this. You got to have this and tell us the why because there's got to be a story with it. Yeah. We'll be right back. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. 
The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. And uh, so afterwards, they took us to uh, Ten City, uh, which is the old crush. Yep. Right there, kind of the, across from Nordstrom's. Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. area there. I, I guess that would be Sixth Avenue, wouldn't it? Technically, uh, no, not technically. Yeah, it yeah, is. going northbound. Yep, yeah, Sixth Avenue. And uh, man, I had this like uh, mango, like a spicy mango beer from Valdez Brewing. Ooh, Valdez Brewing. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what's man. The there's name? a lot of brewing. There's a lot of brew dude, companies that was, popping up. That dude. thing was man. That was awesome, good, dude. Yeah, but yeah, I hadn't been there before. It had a cool vibe. It's cool inside. Yeah, their menus are like on the TV. I see in the that. summer they let people. There's like outdoor seating right there too. Oh right, right, right. Yep. Oh, so did they take away this? Because Crush was upstairs, or there was like ups. Did they? Mm. Is it tall ceilings now? It is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They opened it up in there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Yeah. Man, I've been. Uh, <laughs> I don't envy outfitters i don't envy guides i don't want to ever be a guide i don't ever want to be an outfitter i got a lot of respect for those guys yeah, you don't want to deter anybody from doing it it's it's but a, yeah it's really it is amazing it's very rewarding but preparing people that have never gone on a hunt is difficult um I, I'm taking my two uncles and my dad to go on this moose hunt. And my dad has obviously been hunting lots of times. He's the one that took me hunting and taught me how to hunt. Yeah, he learned you up. But this was 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And then I have my uncle who pretty much lived here his whole life in Soldatna, and he should know what's going on. And then there's my uncle who's from Florida who is asking all the right questions and <laughs> it's it comes to a so as we're getting ready i'm taking them all on this on this moose caribou hunt yeah yeah i've been hearing about this like, you know let's, and let's go into this i want to know because <laughs> and so at first i'm like okay well i i have my my atv and it was at first it was supposed to be just me and my uncle alex and my uncle um francisco and I was going to take my six by six and I was going to let my uncle from Florida use uh, Bumblebee, the other can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my uncle from Soldatna has his, has his own four wheeler. Right. So leading up to it, like a week before we're going to go and we've been talking and I sent them the list of all the stuff. There's the list that has the personal items, the group items, the man, food items. That list, man. That's a- Dude, I have the oh, list. Perfect, especially for the rookie boys. Yeah, and so, and, and yeah. you know, I'm sure outfitters and guides send dudes these lists or ask them what's on their list. Or some basic things, and then... And so, of course, I know that my uh, uncle from Florida doesn't have a lot of this stuff, but he's willing yeah. to buy it, he's, he's willing to find it, and I'm willing to let him borrow whatever yeah. I have of it. Yeah. 
So he's asking all the right questions, and and like I'm getting nothing nothing from my uncle in Soldatna because he's from here. I'm assuming he has everything that and he does. I'm sure he has he has everything that we need. Um, <laughs> so he he ends up calling me literally like a week ago, and he's like, hey hey, um, I went and got the the four wheeler fixed. He has like this little Honda, I want to say, and. He's like, and I got it fixed, and I spent all this money to get it fixed, and then I brought it home, and it just does, it just doesn't keep, it keeps turning off. It doesn't want to like keep turning on, and I'm like, well, that's not good. He's so like, yeah, I don't. Start. I was like, I don't. He's like, he's like, I don't really trust it. I don't know if um, I really want to bring it. I'm like, okay, what, well, what is the machine? Do you know what it is? I think it's a Honda, <clears throat> which is surprising. To me, that something's wrong with because those Honda's. He's got are, an old '97 four tracks, or what? oh yeah, he's got some old dude. I'm sure. I think he said '96, '96 oh, yeah. something. Yeah, but uh, that's like well, you could fix those things up, and they're oh legit, yeah, no, dude. I mean they're anyway. Well, it's it's not something's wrong with it, and and the guy had suggested it, but he doesn't want to put. He's in the he's in the spot where it's like he doesn't want to put any more money into it mm -hmm. to fix it. So I was like, well, in my mind, I'm like, well, you already put whatever amount you in, like you should fix it all the way, then you have it. You know, yeah, or are you yeah. going to spend a whole lot more buying a new one? Oh yeah, ten thousand. You know, bucks but minimum. he didn't want to do it, and so he's like, "Well, do you have a friend that has one?" I was like, "That's not that's not an ask. That's you that's do, not an easy do ask." You, do you mind hey, if I uh, borrow your four wheeler for my rookie uncle too? Yeah, I'm not going to ask anybody. I that. mean, no, I got one laying around, but it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to ask anyone that. So I was like, "Well, I," I told him, "I said, well, I can ask around." Even though I knew in my mind, I was like, mm, I'm not going to ask anybody because no one's going to say yes. But I have my other one. I said, well, you could, you guys could double up. You know what I'm saying? You could double up on that. Because at then at this point, my dad decided that he wanted to come, which is fine because the 6x6 six six has the two up. And initially, I was going to bring Mateo on this hunt. If it was just my two uncles and he had the other four-wheeler, mm -hmm. I was going to bring Mateo with me. Actually, I was going to put my uncle on. I was going to put my uncle on the six by six and have Mateo ride the four wheeler because wow. I trust him. Yeah, yeah. To ride the four wheeler, and he knows yeah. what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? More mm -hmm. than uh, no, no offense to anyone, in Florida, but it's a whole different game when you're riding the four wheeler. Yeah, I mean, especially it's one thing to ride it; it's another thing to ride it like in some technical trail scenarios. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So the four wheeler that Honda is, he calls me, and I was like, well. There's not many solutions. I said the only thing I can think of is, is you could double up. You can double up with um, with Francisco, with his brother. Yeah. And he's like, okay, all right. So that's fine. So I, I want to let them do that because my dad's still coming. He's going to ride with me. Yep. And uh, so in my head, I'm like, okay, well, that eliminates a whole other four-wheeler that can carry a bag or a box or something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. And this whole time he's been telling me that he has this meat trailer or this meat wagon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, perfect. I was like, perfect. We're going to need that. You know what I'm saying? Because our first initial part of the hunt is going to be for caribou. And we're going into anyone that hunts a lot of caribou. There's You're going into mountainous, tundry area. There's no trees. There's no firewood. Yeah, so you want tree line. You want to bring wood. And I want it to be as comfortable as possible for them and my yeah. dad. Like me, I could go no fire and sleep in the teepee and eat mountain houses. Yep. But... I want to do it legit, dude. I like. Oh yeah. I got the six by six, and I could just carry a bunch of stuff Coleman and a bunch stove, of food. Steaks, Coleman beers. stove, steaks, beers, charcoal. Yep. You know everything, oh, yeah. dude. All of full it. experience. The full, the full go. But now I'm like, okay, well that's less room, 
So he tells me he has the meat trailer. I was like, okay, cool. You can bring more wood because we're going to need more wood. So now you're going to have two meat trailers because you're going to pull one. He could pull one. Yeah. So I figured I could have my entire camp, the entire camp, because we're all sleeping in one tent. We're all using all my shit. My entire camp in the back of the 6x6. I'll have some extra wood in the back of my meat trailer, extra wood in his, and we'll be good to go. So then, so then he, my my other uncle has been texting me from Florida. He's the one who's like communicating with me. He's like, "Well, what about this? Do you have this? Do I need this? Do I need walking sticks? Um, what about water? Got water? Do you need water? What about this?" And he's like texting me the stuff, some stuff, and he's like, "What about this cooler?" And it's like one of those huge white coolers that's like. Like the Costco igloo cooler? Exactly. That's exactly the cooler. I'm like, where's that going to fit? I don't know. What is that thing? Like 180 cans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's like a one fucking That's like a raft. I bring that shit. on the raft. Yeah. Yeah. No, like as a seat. Ginormous. And I'm like, well, yeah, no. Well, if you, you know, the meat trailer would do it, but then we're not going to have room for wood. So where's that going to fit? And he just laughs and he's like, yeah, I know. Da, 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 da. I was like, if you have a soft cooler or something smaller, mm-hmm. that'd be good, but. You don't really need a cooler because he's like, well, how are we going to keep the meat cold and and where are we going to put it? I was like, oh, if we get one, we're going to hang it up somewhere and yeah, it's be right. cold it enough. It doesn't get refrigerated out there. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to put it on ice, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> but he, he doesn't know, so he's asking yeah. all the right questions and I'm, you know, responding mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. turn. And so then, you know, we've decided they're going to go two up on, on, on my other machine, which is totally fine. So I'm thinking, like, you guys need to go as light as possible. There's already going to be two of you on there and your two bags and your sleeping bags and all this stuff. Like, you guys need to be slim yeah, and they trim. don't have to bring all the other stuff. I'm going to carry most of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, oh, they have the meat trailer. I was like, well, you could put some wood in there, and then if you have to put, like, another something in that trailer, it's good to go. So my uncle sends me a picture. He's like, hey, do you have the um, – is this – oh, I asked him. I said, what size ball is the, is the meat trailer? Make sure I have the right yeah, one on the other chair. trailer, you know, because he's going to tow it and I'm going to tow mine. And so he's like, oh, it doesn't have a ball. I'm like, what? I said, can you send me a picture? So he sends me a picture of this thing, and you knew what it was. What is it, a pin? Pinnel hitch. A pinnel hitch? Yeah, it's like a weird, like, doesn't go on like a coupler on a ball. It just goes through like the loop with a pin. Okay. Yeah. So he did that. He sent me that, and I was like, oh, man, I... I have a ball, you know, on mine. He said, well, we could take the ball off. I was like, yeah, we could have, but this thing has 4,000 miles, and that thing's rusted on there. It ain't coming off. Yeah. Like, this ball's permanent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't yeah. coming off, no, we're, not, we're not making adjustments We're not here. making adjustment to this thing. And, I, and then after he sent me that, I was like, well, it got me thinking, like, well, what kind of trailer uses that? So I said, can you send me a picture of the whole trailer? <laughs> I, 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 I'm so happy. Folks, I I'm asked laughing this. because I saw a picture of the trailer before the show, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, Uncle, what? There's Poppy, and what's Uncle? Deal, what? deal, 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 Alex. The deal. I just sent back. I just sent like a laugh. It's not a lawnmower. Like deal. a laughing. Mo- I said, I said, man, that's like for like yard work and like farming. Yeah. I like said, look at this. For a, for a, so then a I lawn, said, a lawn. Yeah, like a, a, a nice nice manicured lawn. lawn. Yeah, like if you're trying to like just scoop like, I don't know, uh, artificial Le- leaves, I mean, leaves or something. I don't some, know something some, light and yeah, tight, and it's only like fer- fertilizer. It's only like a, a foot like deep, 
and it's like a sled. It looks like a sl- like my kids. Well, the tires just alone. Were my not jet go. sled is like be more capable than that. Yeah, you know, probably. The, the one you take probably, on and you go yeah. ice fishing. And then it has these little s- s- tires on there that are like look like a tire that goes on like a chariot, like the tire that goes on the back of when you carry your kids on the bike in the back yeah. it has like yeah. two tires like that. I was like that. I was like that's not gonna make it. I said that's. I said that breaks down. That's gonna get left out there. That's not making it. And, yeah. and so I text him a picture. I was like, you need something like this. And I sent him a picture of mine, which is nothing fancy. It's the Rubbermaid. No. Rubbermaid. The, the horse trough. The horse trough Rubbermaid. Yeah. You know, hard plastic thing with yeah. the eight, with the three, um, three-wheeler three tires on it. Legit. Yeah, the 24-inch you know I mean? four lug. He's like, oh, that's like a bathtub on wheels. I was like, yeah. It is. And you yeah. see these tires? <laughs> yeah. He just starts laughing. He's like, okay, okay, okay. So now it's just like, okay, so I got one, even one more less thing that can carry yeah. things. Now we don't have a wheeler or an extra meat wagon. Yeah. But still the same amount of dudes and the same the amount, amount of, of everything shit. going yeah. on. So I'm like, man. So I kind of switched up the location where we're going mm. because the trail is going to be a lot shorter yeah not as difficult and i figure and i just told these guys i said just bring everything you want to bring and if i have to we'll take you guys all the way in we'll set up camp and then i'll go back out and bring the other stuff yeah if that's the case if that's what you got to do so so that so that's the plan um i mean these guys are excited i'm excited i'm excited i've never been on like a uh, I haven't, for one, I haven't hunted with my dad since, you know, for like 30 years. And then I've never gone with my uncle. And these guys have never been, and I don't think my dad has even been, I don't think he's been over there, to the area where we're going. Definitely my two other uncles have never been. And it's one of those cases where, you, like, my one uncle, Alex, who lives in Soldana, who's lived here his whole life pretty much. You haven't been to this area. You lived here forever, and you just can't see it all. Yeah, so I'm no so way. excited for them to see this this area, this spot, a place where I've been successful several times. Um, hopefully, you know, it's a little better than the sheep, and they're there. Um, but my uncle went through all the things, and what's really cool is that since he has a brother that lives here, he can get all the permits. Oh the, yeah, because he, he's got have to have the a guide. You can get the bear, whatever, you can get the yeah. moose, you can get all that stuff. But it's so expensive, dude. It's like seven hundred bucks for that oh, moose man. tag. We were just talking about a non-resident the, just getting. Then the bear tag is like another like seven hundred bucks, and I was like, dang. He's like, what about ptarmigan? I was like, well, how much does it cost? Yeah. You know, I was like, I have no idea. I've never looked into that, or you know, had to never had to. So I'm curious. He's going to come to town and go to the fishing game and get all that lined up in the morning. Actually, no, you should have already did that, but yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, you've got like you know, it's one thing to prep some rookies or green greenhorns, but you know, now you're the less equipment to haul it in just further complicates the preparation, yeah, and space. And thankfully, you got the new six by six, you got that fully locked, yeah, true two up, bring Poppy on that. The bro, the brothers, the brothers, they the can, brothers gonna be rolling with a bumblebee. Bumblebee, yeah. <laughs> and you, we, we we talked about you got that two up seat thing on that. You're gonna remove that. No, for my dad. 
No, no, not that. That stays on there. I'm talking about the oh, bumblebee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, they're going to have room for the, they're gonna need room for their bags. Yeah. I could see I could see the one uncle driving and the other uncle, like, on the back, and they're full nuts to butts, and he's just got his arms up on their bags. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. You'll see the pictures. I'm I, I can't you the wait. Videos. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. No, you did the right move, though, because I know we talked about the other area you wanted to go to, which, um, you know, I think where you're going now is probably – Maybe just as good an area. Yeah, I've been really successful good for the, for both the, for the combo. You know, for the be able to like looking around for moose in this one area over here, and still be over you know up here looking for caribou. Um, and you just saved yourself a lot of you know grief. And then and then where you were going to go before, some of the water crossings were probably going to be pretty questionable. Well, that was my dad's. Um, all the all the rain we've had. Yeah, that was my dad. Oh, my dad saying he's like he was ready to bail. He's like, I'm not gonna go if it's gonna be like because he had talked to a, a buddy of his who's like a big guide, you know, goat hunter, bear hunter, and he's mm-hmm. like, yep, it snowed, waters are crazy, and my dad's yeah. like, I'm not trying to like, I don't do that no more. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was like, I totally understand. And yeah, I was like, I still want you to come, so I'm willing to like switch this up. Yeah, let's just make it a little bit more you know, realistic. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, you know, just as in any hunt, I'm okay not getting anything. Oh yeah, I'm totally fine with it. But in my head, I'm already like, I'd already prepped Alexia. I was like, listen, if this doesn't go down and we don't get one, just be prepared. I'm going out again. Yep, and then again. Mm-hmm. If needed in order to make this happen Because we have zero game left in our freezer Yeah You know we got We are really good on salmon and halibut and We're like stocked on seafood Yeah Like good But just like the other meat freezer Yeah I looked in there today Because yeah, I, I pulled out the like the last like sticks And the last couple dogs to bring To bring on this trip with these guys I'm Like man we got to connect with something here mm-hmm. Yeah it'd be really cool to get a moose Oh That would help it, it. A lot, yeah, big time. Just a little right. spike fork, man. That's I don't. Yeah, care, that'd dude. be money. I don't care. They yeah. don't care. I don't, it's just gonna be awesome. Oh, those are the best eaters, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. We got we got a good amount of time to get out there, and weather doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Um. So we're excited. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I'm. Uh, we were just talking about it before the show too. <clears throat> Every year, man, just like it's this weird crunch crunch time like there's again dates have been set yeah you know it's coming yeah i mean i knew it was coming you get through the summer you know you enjoy that time with your family your kids all the fishing all the outdoor activities all the things and you know we got you know i found out one of the trailers had one of the meat wagons had a an air an issue that needed to be fixed got that in that part's repaired now we got to get it picked up but that wagon's completely torn apart and has to be built um you know we're trying to ink the deal on another argo that just kind of like fell on our lap so we're trying to get that closed in and have a third argo which is like really 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 expands the whole uh ease of the process to some degree because it's another piece of equipment we got to haul out but like it gives us another piece of equipment to put gear in and spread the load out yeah, so that'd be great. It's if if you do get the third Argo, mm-hmm. are you? Would you be riding by yourself? Um, because there's only sometimes, five of you, right? Yeah, there would be. 
Yeah. Because your brother's not gone, right? No, I'd probably have Bruce with me. Uh, Phil would probably run solo. Or, you know, he might switch back and forth. And then Eric's son, Mason, he's 14 this year. He'd come. And he's like, if we don't get the other Argo, I'm not coming. Oh, and I was kind of bummed for con- him for that, you oh, know. It's contingent on yeah, because he's got a permit, you know. And so I'm like, oh man, um, I want him to come, you know. He's he's yeah. he's the next generation, you know. You got to get him learned up, and you know, last year it was hockey, and this year it's academics. You know, he's in all advanced classes. He's a really sharp kid. Stays on top of his school. You know, just a just a great great little young man. Um, but he's he's you know you've seen Eric. He's, He's a hoss. He's a, he's a, he's a thick, yep. you know, and, and, and Mason's coming right up there. So you squeeze all three of them Cormans in one. Oh, they don't fit Argo. Three No, Argo. no. They no. test fitted this weekend. They were like, yeah, <laughs> no. Brandon, you're going to get test the other Argo, it? man. Yeah. So Mason's like, well, look, I got to get a week and a half behind on school in advanced classes to make this hunt happen. <laughs> I at least want to be comfortable. And I was like, I don't blame you, buddy. Yeah. You know, as like, I don't blame you one bit. So he's like, if if you guys don't get it, I'm not going to go. So I'm like, ah, oh, man. He That's, made that I, decision himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I feel for him because I don't want him to, I don't want him to. Well, what way to have your priorities set, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was such a, such a good boy. But, uh, you know, we're not getting the third Argo to bring Mason. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting oh, the third Argo for many different reasons, yeah. but to spread the load out so everybody can be comfortable, you yeah. know. And so that's hanging in the balance. The meat wagon's in the balance, you know. Is there a third meat wagon if you did? No, we're okay. going to run that Argo well, without a trailer. Oh, that'd be nice. Huh? Yeah, which would be cool. But we had tracks set up for the other wagon, and we, don't, and we didn't end up getting all the parts together. Again, with all the goddamn time leading up to the hunt, and then we get down to the last month, and then it's like, oh, now we need this. And now this is broken, and we got that fixed. Oh, shit, now we need that spacer. And it's like, we don't have time to get yeah. it together. And it's like, goddamn, man, we had all this fucking time to get all this shit done. All summer. And then, yeah, and now it's down to the last week. And then, of course, you know, we're in the teeth of school and, and the kids and, and all their curriculars afterwards. And so it's like... We were talking about Memorial Week or uh, Labor Day weekend, excuse me. And you know, our our families are going to be out here, and we're going hunting. So they're like, "Oh, we'd really love to have the wheelers out at the property." And so it's like, "Oh, now I got to make a hundred and fifty mile round trip and go run those out there and back in a night." And you know, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell the wife and kids, "Hey, I'm going to leave for ten days, have a good old time. See ya." It's like, okay, what about us? You know? So it's like if they want to have the wheelers out there at the property to enjoy the weekend, I'm not yeah. gonna deprive them of that. Yeah. But it's a whole nother like night after work. And I gotta go run that stuff out there and back. And it's just like it's down to the wire. So I stretched it out. You know, but I you could have had those dropped off. Over the weekend, probably. Yeah. You know, I could have went and done it, but we went to the fair. We did the full family fair experience. I think I got away without going to the fair. Yeah. Got that in on Saturday. Then it was like it had been pissing rain for like two, three weeks in a row. Well, Sunday was nice. So I cut the grass. It had been cut for two weeks. So I spent mm. hours doing that. And then I did moose prep. So I got a bunch of gear ready, which I was productive, but I still have all these things to do. And so between work this week and recording tonight, you know, and then tomorrow I got to run. You know, it's like five days of heavy preparation and busy work life and kids and family. I mean, just, Oh, I got time. I got time. You ain't got, you ain't got time. 
You ain't got time, man. It's running down the wire. And it's like, fuck, man, can I ever go on a moose hunt without getting stressed out? You can't, dude. I'm so just like, I mean, I'm, I'm losing sleep, man. You're telling I'm, me uh, tonight's going to be a long night for me. I'm like, dude, man, it's just, I think that's just the way it is. I, and I, what am I saying? I think that. I know that. I've been doing this. It is this but way. It's every all year. worth it once you just crest oh, yeah. that hill where yeah. you just see the camp and you're going to be right there. And you're like, oh, once uh, you're in there and you're glassing and, you know, your phone's off and they're just like, you can't do nothing about shit anyway. Yeah. It's like, all right. And then you're just in the moment yep. and you're like, this is all worth it. Yep. You know, and, and I don't want to. I'd hate to like not go do it and then, you know, be there sitting on the couch on a Saturday morning drinking worse. coffee, watching Mediator on a Saturday morning, going like, watching, you know, his hunts, <laughs> going, you know, Steve and the boys, and then being like, God damn, man, and I didn't go hunting. You know, it's like that, nah, that's not happening. So it's, you know, it's, it's a short term sacrifice, you know, for the time and the stress and all that. But it's yeah. just, I think it just comes with it. Um, and I think that's part of just the passion and love for the activity and the process and the preparation and wanting to make sure it's all right that you don't want to half-ass it. So you do think it through deeply and, and you know. I think that's why the list is important. Yeah, and I can't do the list, man. Well, I, I will move I, a list. Like I will take my, pretty much for this hunt, I took my last year's float hunt list, which was still four guys. And I just copied the list, created a new list, and just adapted the things that... Yeah, to the logistics and the machines and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just don't forget anything. You know, it's on yeah. there. It's all on there. And I'll just... And it's so rewarding for me to be in the garage, have all my shit on the table, have all the stuff that's on the ground, um, and just go through that list and be like, check, 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 check. And then I'll see something like, oh, I better get that. Go get it. Boom, boom, boom. Because otherwise you might have forgot it, right? So then right before I leave, I do the final check. So everything has asterisks that I have there. And whatever doesn't, then I know, like, this is one thing. And I'll even move the list, that list, to another list. Like the stuff that's not done, that's not asterisks. I'll be like, these are the things I still need and make a separate mm. list so that I can be like, this is the final. That last little store run or yep. whatever thing yep. you got to go yeah, get. Yeah, the ice or the, you yeah. know, the last minute things. Mm -hmm. So tonight yeah. the mission is, you know, I need to freezer pack mm -hmm. um, the meat and the stuff that's going to go in the cooler um, because you don't want that stuff that comes. I've had... <laughs> We've had uh, uh, Yeti soup before where, you know, Ooh. full full bounce around and everything gets oh done. You have to take that stuff out of that packaging that it comes in, whether it's a pack of steaks or pork chops or ribs or all that stuff, and vacuum seal those separately for the night that you're going to have the dinner and have it in there. So if that gets to bouncing around or if something happens, you're not, like, contaminating the rest of the cooler. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ruining the other food. Everything's solid, and then it's going to freeze tonight, so it's going to stay good the entire time mm -hmm. if temperatures, you know, rise, which I doubt they will. Um, It'll so stay frozen in the Yetis. Yeah. Yeah, be good. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, you got your last little, like, mad crunch to kind of, like, finish off all that stuff. And we talked about that list before. I'm polar opposite. I have no list. 
That's crazy. Zero dude. list, man. Zero list. It's not off memory. It's just off like my shit's all. Do together. you mentally go through like, all right, this is what I need for sleeping. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna need in the day. Yep. This is what I'm needing in the night. This is what I need for the machine. For cooking and okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do that. I do that because I just run through scenarios. I mean, I have all this stuff. Or usually it's all kind of together from just all the other activities. Yeah. And I and I I just have all my stuff in an area and then I just start picking and choosing what I think I need for this trip. So now I gather all that gear up, pile it all up on a table, multiple tables, and then containers and totes and water jugs and coolers and stuff go under the table. So I'm like, okay, that you know, I need that that tote, that cooler, that bag, that this, mm-hmm. this, this and that sits it there un- empty. And now I've got all the like the tools or the equipment out on the table. And now it like goes in its individual bag, like cook bag here, sleeping equipment goes here, clothes are gonna go here, ring gear and stuff's gonna go here. So these like basic things start going where like I know I need this, 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 and this. You know, I start prepping my gear like clothes, you know, head to toe. All right, boom, I need all this stuff. I need these boots, and then I need Okay, I need the tent, and then after the tent, I need the air pad, and I need the sleeping bag, and the, you know, and then all that, yeah. all that major like basic, which is like 70 percent of the shit, is yeah. now like all right, all consolidated in a bag and a tote and a thing. Okay, cool. Now, let's start thinking about hunting. Let's start thinking about you know firearm. I need this for my firearm. I need knives for cleaning. I need game bags. I need you know. Yeah. Bone saw and then, then all the you know, then I go through that scenario part. So it's like camping, cooking, hunting gear. Yeah, then it I goes lim- to like I, I boat, the, and then it the goes to our you know, then it's like, okay, then I'm gonna check the like the stuff I need for this and then I need the stuff I need for that. And then if it's all just visually out there, then though, I'll admit once I get down to like, oh man, I need like some more propane, I need some ice, I need oh, I need some uh I need some D batteries. That's when I start like a short list. And then I'm like, and then usually there's like one more stop at like, Oh, I got to swing through three bears and you know, somewhere. And then I'm like, all right, I need this last thing or two. And so then I gather a few things. So I'm not going to say I don't have a list. I I have a little short list, the final list, the final list, but I don't need to like remind myself. I need the Coleman stove and the sleeping bag. Well, it's not a reminder. It's like a checklist for me. Like, I mean, I make like, I wish I could, and I could if I applied myself and adapted that. Well, you don't have to do it once. But I don't, I just, you know what I found when I make lists, I forget things. Because then I'm like, if it's on the list, I'm good. Oh, yeah. And, okay. then I, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot a hatchet. I forgot, like, a, a toothbrush. I and mean, it's like, man, I like well, I made these lists, and now I forget stuff. Yeah. So if I don't make the list, I find that I forget less things. Yeah. Because I'm not so dependent on that list. Yeah, I also you know, like to. I also like to look at it because I'll go back and be like, "Oh, 2014 caribou hunt," and I'll name the area, the dates. Oh, that's cool. So now you have lists to go back and look at. Yeah, I'll be like, "Oh, oh this hunt, that's pretty badass." And the dates and the time, the dates and where I'm at, the and then all the things I got, and not the things I forgot, the things I decided to leave. Because sometimes I don't just bring everything on the list. Oh right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just cool to go back and be like, "Oh yeah, I remember I used to bring that." I used to have that. Why did I bring this all this time? I don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Why didn't Extra I ever stuff. bring this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we yep. hope that everyone is out there being safe and everyone is out there um, enjoying their time. 
as everyone's probably deep in moose moose country right now hopefully you got this downloaded yeah especially for the guys that started august 20th august 25th yep some of those earlier hunts caribou is about to switch over on the tier one to the other yep hundred and yep. however many bulls or whatever they got for that one or 140 actually they haven't got many dude i i was listening to the hotline did the first one ever even hit in quota i don't think so i never heard that i only yet. heard like 30 or something get took oh like yeah on the DC I, I ran into a dude i ran into a dude on like the 14th or whatever it was on our way out and he said there was like 55 left and he was going in solo and so i was like mm, okay yeah we'll see yeah hopefully that cold weather gets him going gets yeah him going. we had a really cold morning what yesterday yeah and that clear night and there's a little like i want to say frost but it was like that Mm, that bite i was like okay okay that's what we need there you know get things fired up get the critters crawling around so um yeah everybody out there man just uh be safe get home safe be prepared you know it most of all have a good time have a good experience and uh you you kill something great if you don't it's okay yeah next year That's right. You got Costco. That's right. <laughs> it's expensive, though. It is, dude. Yeah. Go get a critter. Yeah. Thank you, Alaska. We appreciate you. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. 
ask your local butt tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchor Town Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchor Town Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.